Hi folks, this is Alan Watt at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and it is January the 5th, 2007 and I hope everyone survived their celebrations of making it through into another year and let's all hope uh, that this year will be no worse than last year and that's the best we can do at the present it's also the time to remember for so many people why they don't celebrate anything during the year it takes a full year to forget and it's only now uh, it comes back to you why you don't celebrate so much so much so that even major subway corporations in cities like Toronto and with the TTC for the buses were so short of drivers that um, it was almost an emergency for people to get into work in the last few days and of course the stress builds up in life, their lives this will also increase too there's always fallout in this system which is an artificial system to the stresses which are always building up and being sublimated by other means but they, they don't go away they simply mold into another shape and come out elsewhere I'd also like to mention right off the bat before I forget that everyone I'm sure is noticing the odd weather we're having and I mentioned this would probably happen before the winter came on ever since the last Kyoto conference on the climate change which is all a drama really uh, all the meetings that they have are foregone conclusions it's just a, a meeting for the public's benefit to hear the, the statements and the plans which have already been made by very quiet secretive circles because the climate change is going to be the big drastical uh, force to drive us into the new system along with all the other wars, rumors of wars, plagues, famines and all the usual stuff 
that's been used down through the ages. The United Nations has made no bones about it, that they want us in habitat areas. And the Agenda 21 plan, which is drafted up and in place and all signed and on the go, actually, now what it all needs to do is to, is to get the public convinced that we are polluting the atmosphere so badly that we can't live like this anymore and we must all crowd into habitat areas where we're monitored and watched. And it all just happens to fit in, of course, with all of the other writings and books churned out by Rockefeller Foundations and all the other foundations, which are all part of the same foundation, really, which guide our lives into the long-term goal of a, of a much reduced population where individuals will serve the state and there will be no private property whatsoever, uh, no private vehicles, only public transportation and passes for everything, for wherever you want to go. They're utopia. The climate will be used as a great force to bring all of this in. The snow that was here has melted with the rain and the, the mild weather, which is unheard of here at this time of year. And sure enough, I was waiting for the drumbeat starting with the media, which is just an arm of global government, to see when they start pounding the drums on, my goodness, what's happening to the weather? to bring it all home to the public because you must train the public in what to think so that they'll come to conclusions which the experts will bring them to and everything must be crisis this is the age of crisis creation and it's all done through science old stuff for anyone who wants to look up the treaties of the United Nations on weather modification for warfare purposes all of this stuff is old stuff including the Star Wars of Ronald Reagan's era, which was to do with satellites, arrays and batteries of them, put up into space, working in unison, some of them which can also interact and interface with the harp technologies, increase them and boost them and, pin, and really put them down to a pinpoint anywhere on the planet, or even cover whole continents if need be, or melt the North Pole. There's nothing that's happening today that cannot be caused by the sciences which are in place and working. They never mention all of the spraying we've had which really started up the global warming and, and the ones who are awake and there aren't too many really to this with a memory of what clouds used to look like because strange as it may seem very few people look up uh, there's no interest in their environment which is a sign that they're domesticated for wild animals must take interest in the happenings around them for survival purposes the global warming has really increased since the spring and between all the clouds you'll see the spring going on every day it happened over Christmas as well Christmas day didn't stop And it's so strange the media doesn't point this out to you, isn't it? And they won't, either. Because the Wizard of Oz, behind the curtain, must scare the hell and the bejesus out of everybody to get them to go along with this new way of living which just happens to be all drafted out and needs implemented now. So you wait and see towards the end of winter, the drumbeat will increase in all media, and all you hear is crisis, 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 and experts, experts, experts. And out will come the conclusions to all the debates which will go on. And I'm sure the conclusions were drafted up probably 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And we're just going through a, a drama, a pre-scripted drama, as we always have gone through down through the ages by the Magi, the High Magi. I should mention too to people 
who email me asking about what I think of certain authors or current popular people in, say, the New Age movement, for instance, who've been promoted up there. And they always ask me what I think about so-and-so. What does it matter what I think, really? If you're asking the question, you're really answering your question because you don't need me to confirm something which you already suspect. You cannot get up in this world into high stardom status unless you're made to be that way. You're made by the powers behind the scenes. The stars have always been given to the public to follow. That's why at checkout counters across the planet, you get all this nonsense about the, the stars and all the little dramas are supposed to have. Because the public seem to take an incredible interest in those who have been altered by being placed on the altar, the stage. The stage is a higher point. It's above you. And people worship those who are put up on altars. You don't get on the altar unless someone, a professional, puts you there, backed by the big powers, and the doors have been opened for you. You can't get through without the keys. Booksellers don't come begging for your books. On the contrary, it takes big buckaroos to give off the payola and grease the pams all the way up. And even then, if the content isn't suitable to an agenda, uh, you won't get published. It's that simple. It's that simple. All reading material, including novels, are purposely put out there because everything shapes you into another version of you. Fiction or non-fiction doesn't matter. And today they have taken down the barriers which used to be there in publishing on fiction and non-fiction. Um, there are more science fiction writers writing under the guise of, of non-fiction today than probably science fiction. And that is not by accident either. There has never been an age where so much psychological tampering has gone on through promotion, big high promotion of what used to be called the mysteries in the 1700s, 1800s. And it's all been recycled again. All of the, the nonsense which was put out then by, it was by high Freemasonry. High Freemasonry, not the little yo-yos with the beer bellies that you'll see stumbling in and out of lodges at the bottom. But high Freemasonry put out the myths because religions have always been used down through the ages to create mindsets and control factors over people. And when you're off chasing aliens in space or or whatever it happens to be that, that they make popular at the time. And remember, the bulk of the populace will always follow what becomes popular. That's standard. So whatever is put out there is just rehashes of old stuff. It was around the time of uh, Francis Bacon uh, when the Rosicrucians first emerged publicly in England that they first mentioned the old stuff from Plato and Atlantis now all it survived prior to that was Plato's writings on it and he never defined it as a work of fiction or non-fiction although he did tend to say that his his um, ancestor Solon Solon was a play on the sun and also the city of On which is Heliopolis in Greek so it, it's against a mystery religion story. 
and there's always meanings behind the stories in allegorical forms. We, we, we can't uh, take it at face value as a fact. It's up for the wise to discern that through a fiction a reality is being put across, if you can discern it. And all that really remained was, was Plato write, Plato's writings and some stories in ancient Greek, which they weren't sure were even with their myths or not, to do with uh, uh, an invasion of these people they eventually called the Atlanteans. But there was no mention in the writings of the time of a higher society, an advanced society. In fact, the remnants of them were defeated supposedly by the Spartans, which goes against the grain, because the Spartans, uh, apart from their massive discipline, and their ordinary weapons were, were just armed the same way as everyone else was at that time. But that, coupled with an earthquake, supposedly helped sink Atlantis. And the remnants of the armies, which were already in the fields in battle when it happened, were defeated by the Spartans. It was resurrected with Rosicrucians, as I say, in Queen Elizabeth I's court. And pushed out there to, for, as an ideal for something to work towards the ideal society run by as Bacon himself said now Bacon wrote the new Atlantis we put all of this in, in there and what it was wasn't a prediction it was a plan which he, I'm sure he didn't invent himself that a, a country would arise in the West, it would be called the New Atlantis to those in the Brotherhood, and it would have a superficial government run like a dem democratic type government or republic, but in reality it would be run by a secretive council of wise men, a superior group of scientists, scientists in all of the sciences, including psychology Bacon talked about in his book The New Atlantis he talked about how this country would be a great trading nation and yet it would keep itself in a sense isolated for a period and everyone's heard of the Monroe Doctrine I'm sure and how it would run on virtue, all the, the Masonic virtues. Yet the people, the general population, would never know that they were being guided run and run by a secret brotherhood. The head of which was called, um, called Salomon, which is one of the old versions of Solomon, but it's actually deeper too on the esoteric level, apart from meaning the sun, sun, sun in three different languages. It's also a play at that time on salmon, S-A-L-M-O-N, because salmon had the red pinkish flesh, the sea salmon, and red being the color of revolution towards an ideal. You'll sometimes also see it spelled as Soliman and Solimon. The Solomon that we have today is a more modern version and as I say it's the sun in three different tongues but much much deeper meanings too which I might go into someday this new Atlantis was to control the world by its virtue and its power but it would keep its sciences secret even from the public in Atlanta, in the New Atlantis and very few people would get into the laboratories which Bacon said would be three miles inside mountains or else three miles deep but always hidden from the general populace and that was no exaggeration because even in Bacon's time they were keeping the sciences hidden from the public Bacon was an advisor uh, he tried even harder to be a, a, a top advisor but he couldn't quite make it to kings and queens 
and in some of his writings you will find uh, in his essays which are really a form of um, it's the same thing really as, as you find with Machiavelli uh, these were resumes on how clever they were and wise they, are, they were and sly they were when it came to the understanding of the populations, how to manipulate them, like resumes really, and it's interesting to read his, his essays and what he thinks of people, he was a complete elitist, he had no problem accepting that fact that there were differences in categories of intellect intelligence and what he called stations in life and he goes into that to an extent in the New Atlantis. And since that book came out, of course, it fired the imagination. It was used to promote more secret societies. See, secret societies are all connected at the top. Even the ones who often think they're fighting each other are connected at the top because they're specialized. They have specialized functions. Some of them control Roman Catholics. Some of them control Protestant sects. Others control Jewish sects. But they're all connected at the top. And they all have to be chartered. I mean, if all the charters are given, you always go back to the Grand Lodge of England. Regardless if it's the French Grand Lodge, the Grand Orient, or, or whoever. They're all chartered one after the other. Or the Scottish Rite of Freemasons, which wasn't Scottish to begin with. And many Masons don't know their own histories. Yet if I were to give to... A Catholic, Catholic, a Catholic book uh, on doctrine they will not question that because they've been conditioned to accept more books on the same subject it's no different than, than those who make money catering to what or at least pretending to cater to, to the Protestant sects you've already made market of people who've been conditioned from birth and for those who want an easy job uh, and you're not too bad with words you can make a good, a good income just catering and, and churning out books for Christians. In the 19th century, that was big business right up until then. Uh, novels for Christians. And the novels, just like television today, had little dramas and moral codes in it and changes again along the way to the next step, the next generation. Just like today, it was, it was predictive programming written into novels for uh, an already created market you didn't have to break into a market you just have to understand the language of the target and then they go for them the new age phenomenon is no different it took a long time to get it up to speed a few generations the whole new age movement and then out like like um, like a, a sea bursting through a dam books suddenly appeared all over the place on on so-called spirituality snapped up eagerly by a preconditioned people who've grown up hearing thousands of little quotes and so on from cartoons onwards getting them ready for the new age so once again the language was created for them to fall into the new Atlantis idea sort of died away for a while and then was resuscitated in the 1800s and in the 1800s an awful lot of nonsense was churned out a purposeful nonsense intentional nonsense by again the higher sources who give you your thoughts and are authorized to be out there and they pulled the Atlantis out the bag again and wrote a lot of mythology about it and That stuff about where the birth of it was or where the Atlanteans went and they went to Egypt first and then they went to Ireland after that and, and on and on and on it goes and there are techniques to selling the idea which come from studying philosophy if you understand philosophy and the techniques of sophistry you'll understand how it's been put across What they'll do is take a, a simple example. It's like Plato, who wants to get an audience for 
for his writings, he'll pretend he's having a discussion with a friend and he'll, he'll give a premise to see if the friend agrees with it. If the premise seems logical and is within the person's experience, he'll say, yes, I agree with that. Then Plato will say, well, in that case, can we say for sure that there's a category of people who do this or think like this? The person agrees. Now, it's a step-by-step process of getting you to accept, first of all, a premise which you understand, and then taking you step-by-step subjectively into the next premise, the next premise, until you have a whole formula laid out in front of you and an ending. You've you've been brought to a conclusion um, which has been a space journey through the planets in a sense simply by a person who's guided in the techniques of logic and has guided you along all starting really with a basic premise which you must swallow So they'll take sometimes a suppose. Now, supposing this happened, and once you've agreed all about this supposing, it's, it's become a concretized fact in your mind, and then it jumps from the next thing to the next thing and the next thing, and that's how simple this technique is used. So simply, it's a science, but it's taught to certain individuals, and has been in all ages to control the minds of society and guide them along a particular path albeit, if necessary, into even more confusion because in a time of great changes you want confusion so that, again, the experts can come forward and help you out of the mess it's very simple It's so interesting to to realize that the same old stuff has been rehashed today as it was put out by masonry at that time. Mixed with the events of today, which make it seem more truthful. And it's great to add truth into the rest because you must have bait there, which is a truth. For intelligence works that way. Then you counter the intelligence by adding the ridiculous and you discredit the truth. It's not difficult to understand. However, a journey through the fantastic is more appealing to people than basic facts that rather clever people have fooled you and have fooled previous generations. It's much easier to accept that it had to be something which was superhuman which did so as though we were sort of innocent bystanders with not much to do except go along. That's where the ego comes in. This all ties in with something I've touched on before. I've touched in lightly on them and sometimes with a little more effect but never gone into it too deeply on previous shows and I should also mention before I forget this one too please remember that regardless of the show I'm on doesn't necessarily mean I agree with the topics or the answers from callers or the questions even of the callers what many of the shows will actually do if they're religious is to show you how narrow the confines of an upbringing in a specific religion as opposed to a truth cause people to be blinded in such amazing ways one person recently talked about how he would go down and basically take on the Masons and what he couldn't see but he would be able to see if he would stand outside of himself is simply someone trying to 
convert people who have already taken one religion, which is Freemasonry, as Albert Pike said. It is a religion. And convert them to his own religion, the one that he'd been brought up in. And that doesn't bring success. It causes conflict. It's exactly the techniques we're expected to follow in society in all walks of life. While the big boys are guiding us all as we fight each other to a, a preordained conclusion. You cannot understand the world until you understand yourself. And from the most ancient times, even above all the great temples and all the countries in the world, there was always a legal warning, and that was know thyself. If you don't know yourself, you'll end up fighting someone. We have drives, we're complex in a sense, and yet normal at the same time, everyone has them. We also have in an artificial system like this, exaggerated needs. If you suppress something, the drive will become exaggerated and sometimes dangerous to yourself or others. We live in such an artificially created system that many drives are suppressed. And even the drive to be humane to others is suppressed in the system. We live in an anti-human or humane system. The, the ancient days where people lived in tribes meant that everyone in the tribe was just as important as everyone else because the death of one could bring on the death of another. The tribe survived because of all the individuals that made it up. So everyone had to be treated the same. And barter, or simply sharing, was normal. The curse of inhumanity came with the creation of money an artificial idea and that's all money is it's an idea it's not a normal thing like gravity it didn't pre-exist intelligence or intellect money is a dominating force and always has been since its creation and since the first country was accepted it and created the first standing army to go off and conquer other ones and force the same system on them. Food, shelter, clothing, companionship, the sense of safety at all times was destroyed with the introduction of money. And money became the key to food, shelter and clothing and companionship because no one now wants to know anyone who's poor it brings out the worst the abnormal which becomes normal in a population that accepts it that's the key to that and natural needs again which are suppressed become neurotic and eventually psychotic hence you see the people who will walk over other people and stab everyone on the way up the ladder to get ahead and only then can you get a population or worship the ultra rich and the stars because they are the epitome of everything you wish you were because my goodness you wouldn't have to worry about bills or getting food or shelter in your clothing and be more acceptable they would love you and they wouldn't despise you this is a corrupt anti-human system in which we live 
and it's quite natural that it's going towards the annihilation of the many when it comes to consciousness by the few because the many have accepted this anti-human system as the norm I mentioned that I'd, I'd touched on this sometime some talks in the past long ago and it was on one of the old talk shows I was on and I mentioned I was talking to someone who believed in the unification of everyone the ideal that's been pushed for so long were all one idea an appealing idea for many people who don't think too deeply into the effects of oneness there's nothing worse you can imagine if everyone is the same there's no spontaneity no creativity you be robots no privacy no more you the ghost in the machine is your mind sometimes called the psyche not psychic but psyche that's you the totality of you as a person there would be no more of that you wouldn't have peace or privacy you'd be plugged in to the many and I've mentioned before how for those who really feel and think about the chaos that's always been in the world when it comes to wars and cruelty and thievery on a massive scale whether it's called plundering by barbarians or simply bringing civilization by democracies it's all the same thing it's your friends and your neighbors and maybe you yourself who goes off to do the killing and inflict the suffering on others and knowing in the back of your mind that you personally will not benefit from this you're given a paycheck to do it you know that big corporations will benefit and plunder under various guises but it's just the same thing plunder is plunder looting is looting and the reason the skull and bones uses the skull and bones apart from being high masonic is because they're pirates that's what they are that's what Queen Elizabeth the courts the courts was composed of was pirates who plundered everyone else every other country of their gold and their silver and they all belong to the Rosicrucian Lodge higher lodge while well, the lower characters from you know were getting taught virtues the bigger boys were plundering and stealing and killing and sinking ships and drowning people to bring up the treasury their own treasury Pike mentions it too to become the masters over the masters of the world they would use every means possible including the stock market he writes this in his own book everything is rigged but we all give consent to the wars and the plundering and from early childhood I've always wondered why even people in my family could watch the same news as me and then go on to some fiction that would come on and the horror they'd just seen about a real thing that was happening to others was gone from their minds it's then you realize we're not all the same at all in fact when you go through life you realize for those who care you see and I mean caring not for some other motivation or personal gain 
it's then you realize that you're vastly different vastly different I've heard people talking and many Christians too who have a mythological view of the past their own past recent past as well thinking we're just being taken over by evil people yet if they went into their own histories they'd find their own predecessors had fought for the militaries and done all the things which I can't find anywhere in the New Testament we consent to evil deeds and young men used to be the only ones who were prone to them because every young man has a tribal instinct and he'd love to be the hero of his tribe that's why you always recruit young people for wars older ones have more sense they've learned something along the way and generally if you look at the wars there's at least 20 years between them because in 20 years a new generation has grown up with no memory of the previous one and they all want to be heroes and that's what the military counts on the military is a Masonic institution with all of its symbols when a, a Mason shows a sign a physical gesture to a brother Mason is called a flash he flashes a sign and that's why soldiers patches on their shoulders or wherever and their uniform are called flashes everything in Freemasonry and in the military is purely Masonic look at the symbols the patron saint in ancient times for merchants soldiers and thieves was mercury and that's why you have merc you see merchant mercury and that's why you have mercenary mercenary you see that was the patron saint for all of them because they all went together they moved together nothing has really changed except bitter conditioning on the populace not to recognize the obvious young people who want to go off and, and fight wars and join the military in peacetime are mercenaries they will go wherever they're told and kill whoever they're told to kill that's what a mercenary traditionally did prior to the standing armies before the Bank of England really got up on the go with the Rothschilds it was already on the go prior to that they didn't have standing armies as such they'd have a noble corps, the nobility corps, the cavalry types but most of the people were just paid mercenaries it was a profession and you brought your own weapons and clothing when they brought in the red coats the red coats symbolized the Kabbalistic takeover not by Jews because the high Christians in England adopted the Kabbalah as well it became part they called, they called it the Christian Kabbalah the elite have no races or creeds they'll put on the show for those who think well this boy's one of ours we'll follow him he has made it he's a self-made man that's for the the fool below but the red coats also had their their belts across their shoulders crossing in the chest the white belt the illumined man also made a darn good target where the, where the cross crossed the X symbol over the red we've been living through a history a time ongoing controlled by what some perceive are conflicting secret societies it's only through conflict you can guide society you have no problems if no one's fighting each other you must create conflict the forces of nature cause and effect push counter push 
that's the history of the world for a long time and definitely since the creation of money and by money I mean in all of its forms whether they're weighing out silver or gold or it's minted into coinage doesn't make any difference the only trick is to get the public to accept that that is real wealth as opposed to the bag of oats they used to have that they would trade for something else and that's the trick but in all ages the people give consent now that they're living in an artificial system where the money is the important thing not the food the money comes before the food now and without it you can't get the food or pay the rent or whatever else you need this creates the, 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 the psychotic system in which we live including gangsterism gangsterism the below you see is just the underworld we have the overworld and underworld always controlled down through history by the same bunch at the top they must have a legal system that appears to give justice it's only an appearance mind you it isn't justice it's an appearance for the people to believe in and when they can't use do something and break the rules of the above system the legal system they get their other side to do it on the illegal system by the legal method they work in tandem always down through history the techniques have always been the same you look at some of the biggest families on the planet right pretty well all of them whether it be the British monarchy or the European monarchy they're all cousins which you can trace through the families of the Normans the high Norman families and all the way back to Venice highly symbolic because even the Phoenicians who were the world's traders and leaders at the time and wealth and money and all that went with it built themselves capitals in, in either rivers or in big lakes they built the, the islands they would live on or else they'd move the waters around a man-made island and that's where they dwelt always surrounded by water Venice was created by man by billions of tons of rock and timbers to create the same system when the Knights Templars and all the other crusaders went across to, to invade and loot the Middle East they had to hire the Venetian ships to take them across great business for the Venetians if we take Phoenician and the phoenix bird the symbol of something which dies approximately 500 years and is reborn from the ashes then you take Venice which is just Venice, Venice it's from the same root you see the money people moved down through the ages and they finance the wars, all wars they finance the munitions and everything else you need for wars and they profit highly always and they have MOs of where they live and the system which they control it's all around them the ancients had it even in, in Babylon and the great cities of Egypt you would have the masses of wealth surrounded by incredible poverty coexisting side by side you had a pharmacological industry even in Egypt and you also had the other drug industries as well which we would take today call the illegal ones prostitution which was organized 
by an underground. So drugs, prostitution, poverty, squalor living side by side with incredible riches and wealth. If you look at the capital cities of the world, you'll find they always have the river going around. We always give our consent to that which is evil. And what does that say about us? What does it say really about those who watch the world in between the ads and the sports and the people who starve and populations dying and houses being bombed into dust when air forces make mistakes so they claim and it doesn't affect them at all and here's the point of something I've touched on for those who really care and are not using this idealism to control other people for those who really care and it really affects them personally you have to get away from the oneness idea and someone recently said something I've known all along and it's a hard thing for people to take and he said which I knew as a child by studying people it isn't that 90% of the public are good and 10% are bad it's that 10% of the public are good and that 90% are bad that's something to ponder you see what we allow to be done to others can ultimately be done to ourselves when we don't care is that simply because we're quite happy it's not happening to us personally if we only care about ourselves we are allowing all this to happen to others our silence is consent that's legality you see when your own sons and daughters are off killing people under the usual guises, the same old ad hoc reasons that are thrown out there. What does that say about them and us? You know, what does it say? This is not a time for unification of peoples because we can see how most people are it's a time for those who understand to speak out and say the right thing because now all, you're, all we have left is the right to shame by pointing out the obvious people who cannot understand what I'm saying have never looked at themselves they've never questioned their own motives in anything they don't know the dark side of themselves They're, they find it easy to jump into a pigeon hole that's pre-made for them and point fingers at the one next door that's called projection we project the dark self within ourselves onto others rather than see that what we're saying about others is within ourselves know thyself is a must in the old Soviet system not that old remember which was again created as an antithesis to the democratic system by those who gave us the democratic system as well and now we come to the third way as Alvin Toffler has talked about and put out in his book 
the merging of communism and capitalism into the third way, which is, just happens to be the way that Bertrand Russell and others before him had said we would end up. That's, that was always the plan. But the old Soviet system uh, used to use the term self-criticism on the public. But what they meant by it then was, here are the tenets of the, of the, of the Soviet idea. Uh, question yourself and see if you measure up to it. That was what they meant by it. Because the state, the absolute state, is not there to free people. The mass state has no intention of promoting mutual understanding or relationship between person to person. It strives for the atomization and isolation of the psyche, the mind, the ghost and the machine. That way the state becomes total. When people are not related to each other with common natural humanity, the state is total. When people are related to each other and in touch and in tune with each other, it's the opposite. The state loses power. What I'm talking about isn't that we must be ideal. That's an impossibility. Anyone who claims that they are fulfilled completely or above the rest in an idealistic manner is certainly fooling others, if not themselves. In fact, that's the way that the, the elite talk about us, you see, that they, they, they are the ideal, and we're just a bunch of little commoners, and because we're commoners and silly and dumb, it's their right to do with us as they see fit, almost the way people talk about animals. You don't want to be so obviously cruel to them, but sometimes you have to get the hair moving, etc. And they can, they, they can polish it up in a way that's acceptable to themselves. And they certainly do believe that they are superior and they are the ideal. That is impossible. We can certainly be better than we are. And those who set themselves up to be ideal or pretend they are will always fall. They have the same instincts as everyone else. And in a puritanical type society, you'll find this just as much within the New Age movement, who got their ideas really from the puritanical system, where they'll condemn people who smoke as being non-spiritual. That's a pure carryover from Protestantism. And they can't see it themselves. Because spirituality has nothing to do with eating or smoking or anything else like that. Before I close for tonight, I'd like to thank everyone, and there's been about a dozen people who've put in donations which is something I generally don't like to ask for because I'm not here to ask for money although money is the, the key that runs this whole system as we all know, we're all well aware of it's unfortunate but until another system takes its place hopefully not the one they have scheduled for us it's necessary even to get the word out and to survive on So I thank those who sent in even the ten bucks because there's always a thought there which is always more important than the money 
there's always a thought attached to something which is freely given and I thank those who have helped and I'd like to tell you I will be having uh, getting next week a new snowblower even though with this weather we're getting I'm, I'm wondering if I should buy a boat it depends on the weather that's been planned for us I was thinking even of phoning the military and asking them what they've got planned for the rest of the next two or three months but I doubt if I'd, I'd get a response but at least I know when the snow comes which I think it probably will by the end of this week or the beginning of next I'll be able to get my get out of here when I have to so I thank those people I also have to say I can't answer all the emails that come in there's just so many some people will pour out their lives to me and I read them I understand the times in which we live and I understand that people are tremendously isolated from each other and simply knowing that someone else is there with a similar type of mind is certainly comforting at the least it also dispels the myth that you're, you're possibly going crazy when you watch the robotic actions of those around you and you listen to the silly conversations which all are given to them by the media you're not crazy at all and I have people in all countries who get in touch with me who all have the same problem of isolation and who did they talk to and there's always an urgency to teach people please always think before you teach because it can drain you and if there's no possibility the person is asking the right questions to begin with you're draining your own energy rather than being creative with it and always work on yourself in these times so once again let's hope you've all survived the new year and you're feeling better thanks for those who sent donations in and we'll touch you next week all the best for now and may your God go with you to sing out a key Oh baby how it All I need is my brother I say I'm gonna get high